Yeah. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Today's topic is going to be a topic that relates to um, some sugyos that we did in Pesachim recently, but it also relates to Sefer Torah. This past Sunday, I had the privilege of attending a uh, socially distant, masked, uh, no dancing Hachnasa Sefer Torah. It was an unusual kind of Hachnasa Sefer Torah um, that was uh, done in honor of a uh, of an, uh, an outstanding young man in my shul, Bar Mitzvah boys. Bar Mitzvah is this coming Shabbos, so his family wrote a Sefer Torah not just for the Bar Mitzvah but also the Zechon Nishmas, the little boy's grandfather. Um, who passed away of the coronavirus uh, around Pesach time, and uh, they, they just completed the Sefer Torah, and in honor of the Simcha, they put out, uh, they, they put out this uh, Kuntras Simcha Satora, from Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein, with uh, different Ksavim and Tshuvas and Shiurim, relating to, uh, to, to Sefer Torah. So I was looking through it, and he has a beautiful Tshuva about the following Shaila. Let's say you have a case in the Shul where uh, there, there's a Sefer Torah with a Gartel on the outside side of the Sefer Torah, which of course signifies that they had found some sort of psul in the Sefer Torah. And then, it's been like that for years, and then at some point they say, you know what, that's not right, that we're leaving a puzzle Sefer Torah like that, let's open it up and fix it. And they open it up, but they don't remember what the psul is. So they're looking, where's their psul, where's their psul, and they find one psul. So they fix that one psul. Do they have the right to assume that that psul is the same one that they put the Torah away for? Or do you have to assume that, no, maybe we have to recheck each and every letter again and make sure that uh, that there's no other psul. Maybe they found a second psul in the Sefer Torah. Or, for example, let's say you're cooking and uh, you have a big pot of chicken soup and there's a bug that lands in the chicken soup. So you're looking, you're looking, where is the bug? So you find the bug and you pull it out. Do you have the right to assume that that's the bug? Do you recognize him? Is he smiling at you saying, uh, you know, that, that is that the same bug? That, uh, that had fallen in before. Maybe it's a different bug. How do you know that it's the same one? So that's the uh, Shaila of Zilberstein deals with in this tshuva. And he points out the Gemara Mesachas Becharos and Dav Chafayim and Beis tells us that quotes of Brisa that a Sada Shenevad Bakever Nichnas Betocha Tamei Nimtza Betocha Kever Nichnas Latocha Tahar. That if you have a field where a kever is lost, someone had been buried there, but you don't know exactly where. So if you go into that field, you're going to be Tamei. But if you find where the kever is and you go around it, you don't go near the kever, then you're going to be tar. Why? Shani Omer, who kever shavad, who kever shanimsa. Divrei Rebbe, Rebbe's opinion is that if you found a kever in that field, you could assume that was the very kever that you lost, that it's not just another kever that happens to be in the field. But that no, you need to check the entire field, and only once you check the entire field can you uh, rest assured that there's no kever. So it would seem to be this exact machlokas, Rebbe, Rebbe is the exact shayla with the Sefer Torah. Can you assume that when you found it, when you found the problem, that was the the problem that you lost? Or do you have to assume that, no, maybe this is a different problem that you found? So the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah in Hilchas Pesach in Simen Tavlam and Tesiv Beis have a machlokas about this very issue in relation to chametz. It talks about Shnei Batim Bedukim. You have two houses that were already searched for chametz, and you have one pile of chametz, and an achbar comes and takes it, but you don't know which house the achbar brought the chametz into. Or that you know the achbar went into uh, one house, and you searched that house, that the Akbar went into, and you found some chametz there. Um, and so you found, uh, but you didn't search the entire house. You found some chametz right away. 
Do you need to now search the rest of the house? So the Shulchan Aruch says, nah, that's enough, good enough. You found the problem, you don't have to search any further. The Ramah says, yes, that is Shitas Rambam. The Ramah says the maskan of the poskim is not that way. So Shulchan Aruch tells us that the, the, the Mishabura tells us that the Shulchan Aruch is paskiming like the Shita of Rebbe, that we say, Shani Omer, the problem that was lost is the problem that I found. And the Ramah is passing like the Shita of Rebbe Shem that we don't say Shani Omer, um, uh, except for by Inisid Rabbanan, where we could say Sveikad Rabbanan Lukula. But when it comes to Inisid Daraisa, we, uh, we would not say Shani Omer, that I could assume that I found the problem. So based on this, it would seem that according to the Shulchan Aruch, we should be Matir the Sefer Torah. You have the right to say, even on a Daraisa, Shani Omer. Whereas according to the Ramah, you would have to uh, check the entirety of the Sefer Torah. But that's only when it's a concern on a Daraisa level. When it's a concern on a Darabanan level, then even the Ramah would say there are no, there are no problems. How could you have a concern on a Darabanan level of the Sefer Torah? Well, what do I want to use the Sefer Torah for? Maybe if I'm just using the Sefer Torah for Kriya Satorah on any given Shabbos, that's only Darabanan. So then it's fine if I found a mistake. But maybe if I want to use the Sefer Torah for Parsha Zachar, that's Daraisa, Samri Shana Parsha's Para, so then I'm going to need to check the entire Sefer Torah. It may depend on what I want to use the Sefer Torah for. Of course, you could argue, no, wait a second, whether a Sefer Torah is kosher or not is an Indian on a Daraisa level, meaning there's such a thing called Kedusha Sefer Torah on a Daraisa level. It's not about what mitzvah I, I plan on using it for right now. But then there's another wild card over here, and that is that there's a Chuba the Nodibiyud in Madura Kama Ebenezer Simen Vav, where the Nodibiyud is medayik from the Lashon of the Brisa. The Brisa says, Nimtza Betocha Kever, that once you find a kever in that field, now if you go in that field, you're tahar. So it sounds like only the person that entered that field is going to be tahar. But the field itself is still assumed to be tameh. What does that mean? Why is the person that enters that field going to be tahar? Says the Nodabiyuda, because the guy has a cheskas tahara. Before I walked into that field, I was tahar. I was becheskas that I was tahar. So now I know that I found a kever in the field. I was careful to avoid that kever. So I don't know if there are other kvarim in the field, but my chazaka will carry the day. Now, a Sefer Torah maybe didn't have a cheskas kashrus, because it had a gartel around it for the last 10 years sitting in the Aron. So if it didn't have a cheskas kashrus, maybe we cannot apply this uh, this principle of sha'ani uh, omer, that I could assume that I found the problem. Problem is, Nadebuta points out that that yesod that he's suggesting, that whether you have a chazaka makes all the difference, is against the Gemara Psachim, and it might be against the Gemara Bechorus as well. The Gemara Psachim and Yudam tells us equates the din of Rebbe with the field and the kever to a case of a bias that was baduk from chametz that an Akbar went into. So you see that even though the uh, the, the the bias lost its chazaka because an Akbar had gone in with chametz, nevertheless Rebbe still willing to say shani omer even when you don't have. A chazaka and uh, the Beis Yitzchak and Avnezer of asks on the Nodibudu based on the Gemara Mesechus Bechorus and Davchafeim Beis by a Balmum that gets mixed with Tamimim that Rebbe is Matir even though the other Behemos do not have a Cheskas Kashrus once there's been a Tyrovis. But the Nodibudu says that still he's willing to rely on his Svara that a Chazaka makes all the difference that Shani Omer is only when there's a Cheskas Kashrus you can only be Mekel when the Cheskas when there's a and uh, that you have to say that uh, the, uh, there's some sort of chilik between a sada on the one hand and chametz and bechoros on the other hand. And Rav Zilberstein suggests that the chilik might be as follows. That by a sada, they didn't check the field beforehand to make sure that there were no kvarim.
Tarim. We just naturally assume that a field is Bechaskas Tara. So once you find one kever, the Sada loses its Chazaka. So if you find one kever, you have to be Choshesh, there are other Kavarim as well. But if you have a house that was searched already for Chametz, and then an Achbar went into it, there's no reason to assume that there's more than that one piece of Chametz in the house. You had checked in advance. You checked the house in advance. And therefore, even though you might say, well, it lost its Chazaka because the Achbar went in, but minus that one piece of Chametz, it had a Chazaka. So maybe that's why, when it comes to the case in Meseches Psachim, we're willing to be uh, to be Mekel. So therefore, says Rav Zilberstein brilliantly, now what are we going to say about the Sefer Torah? Was the Sefer Torah do we, what do we assume is the uh, is 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 the the starting point when it comes to assessing this Sefer Torah. What's the baseline when it comes to this Sefer Torah? I know that I once found a mistake. I know that now I see a mistake. Can I assume it's the same mistake? So does the Sefer Torah have a cheskas kashrus? Meaning, have I ever checked it to make sure that everything was kosher? It would turn out that if the Sefer Torah was computer-checked, or it was checked by Magiyim, who were very, very strong in Yerei Shemayim, and very expert in their field, so then it has a very strong chazaka. I, I found one mistake. Yeah, because mistakes happen. Something could have got scraped off. Uh, some saliva could have come out of the Balkari's mouth and uh, and rubbed the letter or something like that. So if such a mistake was found, you don't have to assume that there are other mistakes as well. But if the mistake was a mistake that made it obvious that the Sefer Torah was not checked properly in the first place, it was a missing letter. It was an extra letter. There was something wrong that it clearly d- didn't just uh, happen. That was something that uh, that was never caught in the first place. Then the Sefer Torah doesn't have a chazaka, so then you're going to have to be machmir. That's what uh, that's what the, uh, the 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 Rav Zilberstein suggests as a svarim. Now he then goes to argue that the Nodibihud and Madurutinyan Simin Nuntas writes that Rebbe's whole heter is only when there's a svexveka that maybe this is the kever that I had lost in this field, and even if it's not, maybe I managed to avoid all the other kevarim as well. So Lagabe the Sefer Torah, if the if the uh, mistake that you lost is in the chumish that you need to read from, meaning if you found a mistake in the Chumash that you need to read from, you don't have a Sfex Veka. If you find a mistake in Bereshis and you need to read from Shemos right now, then you have a Sfex Veka. Suffolk might be allowed to read from it anyway, because there are Shitos and Rishonim that as long as the mistake is not in the Chumash that you need to read from, it's kosher anyway. And even if uh, the uh, it, the mistake is in the Sefer, that, and even if it would be possible when the mistake is in a different Sefer, but maybe I found the only mistake that there is in the Sefer Torah. The, uh, so this whole uh, idea that, that we said, according to Shittas from Shunlum Leon, according to the Pesach of the Ramah, you have to check the entire Sefer, you have to check the entire chicken soup pot or whatever, that's only if it's somewhat Shchiach that there will be another another psul in the Sefer Torah. And that's based on the Nod Yehuda in Madura Kama, a different shuva than the Nod Yehuda, Madura Kama, Simin Memvav, where the Nod Yehuda writes to bring a raya from the Sugyum Bechoros, that even Ramashunlum Leon is only going to be Machmir by something that's Shriach. Because by a field, it's where do you bury Mason? You bury them in a field. So you bury them in open territory, in open area. So it's not it's not uncommon to find dead bodies there. But something that's totally not Shriach, we would not have to be concerned about. So the, the, how do I know this? Because the Gemara tells us that Rabbi Chia Baraba said, why is it that uh, that we don't say, uh, why is it that Rabbi Chia Baraba doesn't say like Ravasi? So Amalach Bishlam Asada Darka Lamik Barba. 
When he assesses whether we assume a behemoth's kachim as a mum, he says, you know, I'll assume a field as bodies because that's where you put bodies. But kachim, since you're bodek them for any mum, you don't assume that they have a mum. And the other opinion says, no, even by kachim they might have a mum because the animals don't uh, don't don't sit sit nicely and uh, leave each other alone. They mess around with each other. They gore each other. So you have to assume that it's common that there would be a mum. So the whole concern apparently is only when there's a uh, possibility that there would be a mum. Well, not just a possibility when it's shchiach that there would be a mum, which would mean that let's say in the case of Pesach, why do when would I have to check my whole house again? That's only if it's common that an achbar would bring chametz into my house. So since achbarim are mitzuyim, they have a lot of achbarim around, there are a lot of mice around, you live in uh, wherever, I'm not going to say a neighborhood, but you live in a neighborhood where there are a lot of mice, so okay, so then you have to be choshesh and a mouse would come in. So says Rav Zilberstein, it would turn out that even the Ramah, who's machmir and Hilchus Pesach, they have to check again, maybe he's only machmir because there were mice around. But if you live in a nice, clean neighborhood where it's very uncommon that a mouse is going to bring any chametz in, it's not shchiach at all, maybe we could be mekel. And therefore, by the Sefer Torah as well, how common is it to find a mistake in the Sefer Torah that was checked by Magiyim, who are expert, that was checked with a double uh, computer check with all the things that they put a Sefer Torah through uh, to, to be Magiyah properly by Yirei Shemayim. And, uh, you know, by, so if it's very uncommon, so then maybe you would not have any obligation to check the Sefer Torah for further mistakes. And that's really a Matthias question. I don't know how uncommon it is because sometimes you can have the biggest Yirei Shemayim and even with a computer check, computer check's not perfect. You know, we often think like computers can't make any mistake because, uh, you know, I could put in really high numbers and write, you know, 5,372 times 932,432. And like that, the computer calculates it uh, exactly right every time. Yeah, it, it's a calculator. And when, it, when it's doing things like that, it's perfect every time. Face recognition, is it perfect every time? Fingerprint recognition, is it perfect every time? Checking a Sefer Torah with a computer is much more like that. In fact, it's even less than that. Because the computer just uh, highlights certain things that you might want to take a look at. And then a person has to look at that which the computer has flagged and see if that's good or not good. So one wrong click that the person does as he's clicking through, uh, you know, uh, ignore, 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 ignore. And then and one wrong click where he clicks ignore, where he should have uh, clicked. And, and, the, and the whole computer check is, uh, is, is, is not going to be uh, valid. So to say that it's not shchiach when it's been computer checked, I don't know. We have to ask the sofrim whether it's, uh, uh, I forgot to email my sofrim friends about this, but we have to ask sofrim whether it's really not shchiach. But that's what Zilberstein argues, that if you lost where the psul is, uh, and it's a psul that's not, uh, that, that, and, and it's a safer Torah that you know is checked very carefully, and then you found a psul, you could assume that that's the very same psul. But if, uh, if it's a safer Torah that was not checked very carefully, or it's uh, clear that the psul was always there from the very writing of the Sefer Torah, so it must have not been checked very carefully, then you cannot assume it's the same psul. One has to check the entirety of the Sefer Torah all over again. Okay, everyone have a wonderful Shabbos.